Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, everybody. It's October 19th, 2017, and it's time for my private audio call. Tonight, our special guest speaker is Vince Edwards. He's been on before, but it was many years ago, I think. Hi, Vincent. Hey, Angela. How's it going? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? How are you doing? Um, I'm still breathing in and out, believe it or not. Uh, That's a good thing. everything that I've been through. So, Wait, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you've been through and share with us what's going on and you know and what you're doing. Okay. Sure, sure. Okay. So uh, first off, I just want to say hello to everybody out there on the call, and uh, and basically I'll just get right into it here. Um, I've been. Uh, you can listen to my episode 283 on this series, and it was actually 2014 when I did the first call. And that basically laid out this whole Garden of Eden self-sustainable community plan. Um, Can we if find you want to get like a little bit, uh, that's your talk shoe 283. Oh, okay. September 18th of 2014 was the first call. I did three calls with you so far. This is the fourth. Okay. I, I don't count the ones where uh, the phone didn't work. <laughs> we had two where the phone just didn't work and we tried it again. So, um, Basically, uh, what happened was um, I had code enforcement uh, roll up on my property um, in August of 2015. Uh, They came onto the property. They did not ask me. uh, They were just asking me questions. Uh, They didn't have any official documentation with them. And basically, that's what I asked them. I said, do you have any official document of your visit because you're an official? Uh, and you know, they didn't have anything. They said, well, we can give you a warning. I said, well, give me the warning. And, and they basically just left without giving me anything. Uh, a couple of weeks later, they came back and they had, uh, four, uh, sheriffs with them and the two code enforcement officers and basically tried to intimidate me. And they said, uh, we had got an anonymous report of some decaying smells coming from your property and we'd like to search. And, you know, I'm way out in the middle of nowhere and my neighbor is like a quarter mile away. And I just said, hey, if you want to go over there to my neighbor's house, that's my nearest neighbor. And if you can smell anything, you can search till the cows come home. Otherwise, I'm going to have to ask you to get a warrant. And they said, "Okay, well, we'll come back when we get a warrant. So they never came back. Um, And it was March of 2016 when. uh, uh, Oh, let me back up. I'm missing a spot here. There was, uh, it was October of 2016 when there was a county meeting and basically, uh, there was 80, 80 people there for eight chairs. It was a very small room and there was a ton of, of basically off gridders there that were upset about all the new codes and, that were being put in, you know, people like not being able to even camp out on their own property. Um, so basically I was at that meeting and, uh, you can Google the, the you can uh, YouTube search 
uh, Costilla, Costilla County Residents Speak Out, and that's C-O-S-T-I-L-L-A, Costilla County Residents Speak Out, and you'll see I'm number 14 on that video, um, and uh, basically I got a stand, standing ovation for my comments. Um, it was all about basically rights, and uh, I don't care what you people do, my rights still exist. You can't change my rights. Um, I, I went over the definition of resident, um, told them what that was all about. Uh, the fact that you're, you're saying that you live in Washington, D.C., but you're here doing business commercially in this state. And that's basically what a resident means. Um, now, uh, as a result of that, I got on Alex Ansari's, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, he's got about 7,000 plus subscribers and uh, kind of got walked into a, a sheriff announcement talking about possibly running for sheriff. Um, at that point, then uh, a couple of weeks later, um, I've got two witnesses uh, that were in the code enforcement office and the former undersheriff who just got busted for poaching uh, and driving the squad car, letting his, the undercover agents drive the squad car 126 miles per hour, by the way. Um, that was the undersheriff, Andrew Espinoza, and he basically got busted and arrested. Uh, but at the time, uh, he was sitting in the code enforcement office, and uh, then you have Colleen Romero, who's one of the code enforcement officers, said, what are we going to do about that Vince guy with the buried RV? And he said, basically, we're going to wait until he speaks out of turn, and then we're going to arrest him for disturbing the meeting. Um, now, I carry a world passport, and this is going to be very interesting to folks out there because um, just, just an, as an example, this passport has been run over a dozen times since I've had it. Uh, it was run at least four times by Costilla County, um, and then I was up in Denver sitting on a curb, and I had five cops basically, uh, you know, accost me for like 45 minutes and, and basically tell me that this is a fake ID and it's never been run which tells me that if you're not a U.S. citizen, then they can't really do any, they can't make any, uh, they can't put anything on your file. They can't keep anything on you. Um, so Costilla County was very, they, they didn't, they didn't know who I was. They, they were, you know, they couldn't just, you know, call up my record and find something on me or whatever. So they had this plan to arrest me at the next public meeting. I was warned about it. And so I just basically stayed away because I didn't feel like getting arrested for speech. Um, so a couple of months later, then it was March of 2016, and after uh, about a month of me being on uh, Facebook, unfortunately, I, I got on Facebook. I had never been on Facebook before, uh, and I basically got on Facebook because there was the San Luis Valley Just Us group. Um, which was basically all the off-gridders that were talking about what they're going to do about code. And I was trying to tell these people that these that, that code enforcement does not even have the authority to come on your property without a warrant. Now, now um, and this is even according to their land use code, Costilla County Land Use Code 8.30, uh, Section 8.30 says that they can only come onto your property if there's an emergency, if they have your permission, if you sign an application, or if they've witnessed something from a public uh, a way and then they've gone into a court and gotten a warrant to come on your property. So they can't, what they've, what they've been doing in this area 
is they're coming onto people's property and they're handing them these notices. They're threatening them with jail. Um, and literally, if you talk to La Fuente, the homeless shelter that I stayed at when I got out of jail for a month and a half, um, they will tell you that over 800 people have been run off, uh, run off, off their property out here. And not one of them, not two, I don't think hardly any of them, maybe one or two of them went to court. Um, and they basically just abandoned their property. And then the sellers out here uh, are colluding with code, code enforcement because they can get uh, code enforcement to run these people off and then they don't have to turn over the deed. I mean, they get payments for a couple of years and then they have code enforcement run them off. Um, and that's basically what was happening with me is, is that I was planning to go to court and they didn't want to see me in court. These people were scared to death of me. And uh, Trinidad Martinez, who's the land use manager, uh, the land use, use administrator, he uh, called my, the seller of my property behind my back and threatened him, said he, they were going to condemn the land um, and all this stuff. And basically my seller then turned around and threatened me with uh, jail. He said, well, the sheriff is happy to come down and arrest you like right now. And I have a private contract and I, and I, and I can read. And in the private contract, it doesn't say anything about being able to threaten me with arrest, uh, you know, while I'm in compliance with our contract. Um, so basically, uh, after about a month, then I turned the tables on him and I told, uh, you know, after I informed uh, the, the uh, sheriffs about our arrangement that, you know, it's a private contract. I'm in compliance with it. There's no way that, that, that they can, that he can have me removed from my land without, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm in compliance with the contract. And then in the contract, it says all applicable codes. That's the only thing it says about code. My debate is whether or not it's applicable. Okay. So what happened is at that, at that time, when I went to court on March 29th, uh, and I was not run off my land because uh, the uh, Trinidad had told uh, my, the, the seller that I would be basically given a few days to, to vacate the property and if still on the property at that time, I'd be arrested uh, after March 29, 2016. Well, that didn't happen. And it, discovery shows that as, a, as early as a day after that court date, He's basically decided he's going to get me for a felony. He's already decided what felony it's going to be, intent to influence a public servant. That's, uh, I can't remember the, the number of the code. Uh, but basically, it's a class four felony, and um, it's, it's basically for, like, bribery and stuff like that. Um, and and the, so, so on April 24th, I was then charged with a felony uh, for intent to influence public servant over the video uh, that I put up. Um, and you can check this out. It's uh, Trinidad Martinez, G-O-E. You can uh, put that into your YouTube search and you'll pull it up by that. Uh, and it's got an image. You know, we're from the government. We're here to help. That's the image on the video. And basically, I embarrassed him in that video. I was asking him about why he's trespassing, why he's uh, telling his agents to trespass on people's property. Um, and, and really just took him, took him to the woodshed. And uh, he was not real happy about it. And then here's the thing about this. They can't charge me for, for speech, right? They can't charge me for the video. I, I know that's the reason why they charge me.
but but the thing is, and I don't know how many other people on this call are having this problem, and, and I'm and I'm betting it's an epidemic, is that they will charge you with something, but they will not make an accusation. They don't tell you why they charged you. They didn't say Vincent Edwards posted this video on the internet, and that's why we're charging him with this felony. They they literally have asked the question multiple times in court, and they and 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 it gets avoided, it gets deflected. They have no accus. There's no no accuser. Um, so basically I, uh, was out on a, I, I got contempt of court because I was arguing with the judge. The reason why they pressed the felony is because of my world passport. Um, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm definitely a private citizen and, you know, not a commercial U S citizen. So therefore they wanted to get my fingerprints and DNA and they passed a law. They passed a code in, uh, Colorado, uh, a couple of years ago that if you're just charged with a felony, they get your DNA and fingerprints. Now, I wasn't arrested at the time, okay? I just got charges, there was a warrant, but there was no, there was no signature on it, it wasn't signed by anybody, so they actually didn't have a warrant. They tried to get a warrant, but basically the DA wouldn't follow through and arrest me. Um, so, but he did want my DNA and fingerprints at that time, and I'm sitting here arguing back and forth uh, with the DA, um, and, and with the, with the judge basically saying, you can't take my fourth amendment. I haven't been convicted of anything. You can't take any of my, my rights. And eventually we went back and forth and I got contempt of court. And, uh, I got basically put in jail. I was, there's a little bit of a story behind that. I'm not going to get into, uh, but they, uh, I was, uh, in jail for about three hours. I got out. Um, they did find out who I was and everything. He wanted to, ch- uh, uh, the uh, undersheriff, Ricky Rodriguez, wanted to charge me with criminal impersonation uh, because my old, old name that I changed nine years ago uh, is Christian Piccolo. Okay, my what? new name is Ed Christian, Christian Piccolo. And for folks, if they want to check it out, uh, my old YouTube is Anti Brainwash, and I've got to figure out how to get access to that, that channel. I'm having a hard time. Uh, because I, I don't have the email anymore that it's, uh, I've got 4,700 subscribers on that YouTube now. Um, and there's about 105 different uh, videos on there. And basically I had gone through a whole bunch of crap about 10 years ago and, uh, they were railroading me through a court process and I just decided to split and, uh, went on under the radar for a whole bunch of years until I landed here and, in 2014, then I called you and, and, and got back into the activism, uh, uh, you know, the, the whole active activism arena. Um, so what happened um, uh, back in uh, back in 2011 uh, was basically, and you can check out the video, um, I had five cops surrounding my vehicle and they smashed out my window within 45 seconds of getting out of their cars because they didn't want to talk to me. Um, they knew that if they were going to have a discussion with me, then they were just going to basically be walking away empty handed. Um, and, uh, that was basically, uh, they had done a whole bunch of really bad things and they were covering it up in court. They were just ignoring, uh, rights and everything like that. So, um, the, the, the thing about all of this that people need to understand is that if, if you're going to fight for your rights, you got to be willing to go all the way. Um, you got to be willing to not take a plea. 
Um, and I, I didn't. Uh, they wanted to, I, I literally could have walked out of jail two weeks after I got in there. I spent nine months in jail. Um, and they had uh, offered me a plea. Uh, they, I, there's a plea on the table right now to plead uh, to uh, a, fe- a felony, uh, menacing, and uh, resisting arrest, which is a misdemeanor, and I get time served. I'm facing 24 years total. But I, they don't have any evidence. They don't have a case. They don't, haven't made an accusation. And as soon as this gets in front of a jury, uh, you know, unless they're all bought and paid for, they, they're going to throw it out. I mean, there, there's no jury in the world that would convict me of anything because they literally have not accused me of anything. Um, another thing that happened when I was in jail I, I, for about three months, I had... You shouldn't put your faith uh, in a group of strangers to determine your fate. I mean... Uh... Make it a shock. How our system works. You know, I. what else is there? What else is there to do? I, I mean, you, you, I can't take a plea. If you take a plea, that's admitting that you're guilty of something, that you did something wrong. And I didn't do anything wrong. All I did was exercise my rights. So, but I, I do understand how you feel about that. Um, I, I, I've, I've got faith in, in a little tiny bit of common sense that there's going to be one juror on that jury that will uh, say that this is ridiculous and I'm not going to convict him, at least one. Um, I could be wrong. Hey, who knows? I might have to appeal it, sit in jail for a little while, um, go to the state state uh, state court, the district court. Uh, well, we're in district court right now. Go to the uh, state Supreme Court, uh, federal Supreme Court, whatever needs to be done. Uh, but the main thing that happened, uh, that needs to happen is, is that these people need to realize that People have rights, and, and they can't change your rights. These government officials, they think that they can literally run your life. And because people don't know their rights, these people, they do. They do run our lives. And the system is so corrupt that they can do whatever they want to you and then later on basically offer you this plea bargain so you, you, know, so you can get out of jail and you don't have to, you know, you don't, or you get out of jail or you don't have to go to jail. Um, and you admit that you basically give them a pass on everything that they did, all the violations of your rights that, that were committed. Um, I've got nine months in jail that I'm going to be paid for every single day. I will be paid for every single day that I was in jail when we're done. Um, it may take a very long time, uh, on, and, and again, on September 27th was my last court date. I went in there. I said nothing about a plea. I never asked about a plea. I've never once um, asked them to offer me a plea. Uh, they All they wanted to do was talk about the plea. They said, oh, is there a plea? Oh, yeah, there's a plea, and the DAA brought up the plea. And then, uh, oh, and there's I understand there's a deadline. Now, I don't, I've never heard of them making a deadline for the plea, and the deadline is October 26th. Um, that's when I can no longer take that plea. So it's, they're just running, it's, they have nothing. And at the end of the day, that's, that's how it's going to be. I I don't, I don't see how they can present any kind of a case against me. Um, Because as I said, I've I've, I've tried to ask the DA to articulate a statement of accusation. Can, Can she actually make an accusation, a layman's accusation of why I was charged? Because all I have right now is a charge, and I don't know why legally. I know why they charge me, but legally, why do they charge me? I don't know 
that because they haven't put it on a piece of paper. Um, so anyway, back to the warrant. Okay. So on January 3rd of 2017, uh, I go, I'm, I'm, you know, in shackles and I get dragged into court and then, uh, I'm given a piece of paper by the clerk and it's, a, it's supposed to be a warrant. Okay. Uh, the warrant is dated, uh, 9-28-2016 and it is signed by the clerk and it's signed by the, by the judge, electronically signed by the judge and pen signed by the clerk. And then on the other side, it has a seal on it for one three seventeen. That's three months later. And it's signed by the clerk. The same pen was used on that seal as on the front of the, the document. And I guarantee you, if you hand this document over to a, a forensic investigator, he's going to tell you that that, that that document has a wet ink signature on it. So what they did was they actually created a warrant on January 3rd handed it to me, certified that it was, uh, that it is a true copy of the original in the clerk's custody. And if I, sir, if I subpoena the original from the clerk's custody, I guarantee you, uh, it, the signatures are not going to line up because she handed me the original document with the wet signature on it. That was done on January 3rd, three months after I was arrested. So um, I've already, you know, basically laid it out in court that they didn't have a warrant when they came to my property on September 28th, uh, September 29th of 2016. And that's the, the story I'll get into right now. Um, I had been to like five different court dates uh, over and over and over again. I kept telling them the D.A. never done, did any investigation, never watched the video um, and I shouldn't be charged. And on, uh, what was it? April 24, uh, April 26th court day of 2016. I'm standing out, out front with, uh, Ricky Rodriguez and David Mahoney, who was the DA at that time. And I said, can you please just go and watch the video? Because I guarantee you, if you watch it, you're going to find out there's no felony here. Okay. So, and the dis discussion was only about the video. And basically, uh, I, you had uh, Ricky Rodriguez standing there witnessing the whole thing, and the DA said, I'll watch the video this week, and if I find no probable cause, I'll drop the charge. Okay, so right there, the DA is admitting that at the current moment, he has no probable cause. So he's charged me with zero probable cause, and he just admitted it. Now, I tried to get the DA, um, I, I tried to get Ricky Rodriguez to uh, uh, go over that conversation on the stand. Uh, three times I had Ricky Rodriguez on the stand, and that was the gotcha question, okay? Did the DA say such and such, okay? Every time I tried to get Ricky Rodriguez, he was about to answer, and the DA would stand up, the new DA, uh, who's actually the assistant DA would, would stand up, uh, objection and, and it would be sustained. Okay. They knew what I was trying to do because I was basically trying to put it on the record that the DA had charged me with zero probable cause. He had not done any investigation. Um, and he had basically charged me up for He's not supposed to be doing the charge in this county anyway. Um, so that's that. And then the other thing is, uh, I'm sure that Costilla County 
officials will be listening to this. So I'll just put it out there right now. The thing that I tried to get Ricky Rodriguez to admit and was basically stifled three times on the stand, I have a recording of it. Um, I called him back in uh, April. Uh, it was April 28th or so of 2016. And I was trying I was asking him about uh, the, how do you get, get a felony from a video? And uh, then he was talking about that. And then what he also got into is, do you remember when we were standing there talking with the DA and blah, 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 and he, and, and he, he blurted it out. And I couldn't believe it when I got home because I, I, I hadn't had access to any of my files. So I was going through all my files and I was like, oh, my God, I got him. What did so he blurt out? He, he blurted out that the DA said that do you remember when he said that he would be watching the video and then and that if he, if he found no probable cause he would be dropping the charge oh. he stated that okay that right there is an admission that the da had no probable cause because he had not watched the video mm. so that's i mean that's gotcha so you know they they should be offering me money not not a fee or fee. And on uh, September 27th, after they got done. Hello? Where'd he go? Uh, what happened? I don't hear him anymore. Hello? Uh, I don't know what happened to him. Let me see. Hold on a second. We lost him. Let me call back. Let me see if I can, uh, good grief. I don't know what happened. Okay, add to call. Are you there? Vince, are you there? Not yet. Oh, my goodness. Rocco, you're there, right? Yeah, you're there. I see you there. I'm trying to call him back. It said call failed. <sighs> okay, so. Let's see here. Um, <laughs> are you there, Vince? I don't know what happened to him. Good grief. Uh, he keeps saying call failed. What happened? Well, good grief. 
trying to get him back, Bob. I'll unmute you when I get him back, okay? It's still trying to call him. And it keeps saying call failed. So I don't know. Vince, if you can hear me, I don't know if you can hear me, but if you can, just call in with your phone because uh, I don't know what's happening here. You just got completely dumped. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening. Vince, are you on? Shows you on here. Three in call, it says, but I can't hear you. Oh, it says call failed again. Boy. Hmm. Well, Vince, I don't know what to say. Shh. Uh, call in on another phone. <clears throat> if you have another phone or, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. What should I do? Well, that's a bummer. What happened? I don't know. We lost him. He just lost him. Uh huh. He's gone. He's. I, I skyped. I, he was in. He was on with you and me, with through yeah. the Skype. So. Uh, I don't know. He fell off. I guess so. He just. He just fell off the call. Okay. Or he just. I don't. I don't know. Or is maybe his battery died or something. I don't know. I'm unmuting people that are muted in the chat. But uh, I don't want them to be disruptive, and it's too hard to pay attention. <sighs> oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Radar 2 here says he's been dumped by the legal system, too. <laughs> so we have a mystery. Yeah, we have a mystery. Uh I don't know what happened. Good grief. Well, I don't know. What's new with you, uh, Rocco? What's happening? <laughs> well, I um, I saw the uh, the PO yesterday. And, oh. uh, I'm still trying to get this latest uh, business taken care of, you know, a uh, shelter on Illinois. And... Um, and they're telling me to wait three three more weeks or so. It's an interstate compact. This is like this has been you know months now. So I'm waiting for this to happen. And then I'm going to start. Um, once that happens, I'm going to start you know filing a bunch of uh, administrative uh, uh, stuff. I got to start there. Got to start with all my mitigation. You know, this you know the first sentence I use and all my. Letters correspondence, you know, this correspondence is evidence of mitigation. I, I highly suggest people add that to all their correspondence. And then you, you start off because you're making the record. You know, hey, brother, let's uh, resolve this matter privately before the courts because the judge is going to say, you know, why are you, you know, doing this, you know, taking a crap on my porch? You know, can't you settle this like men? Well, I, I tried to judge you know here's my first attempt second attempt sorry about attempt, that fourth attempt. so okay oh. he's back I'll okay. <laughs> i wonder how long <laughs> I was where 
off. Oh, my God. You've been off for at least five minutes. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. Hasn't it been five five minutes? I don't know. Rocco, what would you say? How long has it been? Yeah. uh, How are you doing, man? By the way. Oh, I'm... Quite a bit, actually. Uh, I won't say how we talk, because that's kind of a covert knowledge. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I've spoken uh, quite a bit. Well, yeah, I'm, um, just, I'm just listening uh, along. So, man, just pick up and take off. Yeah, but did you automate? Do you have a mute button on your phone? Maybe you hit that or something, or I don't know how that happened. I, I don't know what happened. I, 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 uh, I don't know. The phone like lights up. On, the Skype makes the phone light up a lot. I don't know why it does that. The other phone turns the phone off. So, you know, it it, it makes it blank out. So. Anyway, well, anyway, what was the last thing that I <laughs> You were talking about, what was he talking about, people? Uh, uh, let me think here. Jury, you were depending on a jury trial, or, uh, uh, I, I, but well, that, that was way before. That's when you back to me, we were talking about yeah. juries, yeah. Um, I yeah, I mean, they... they they have they have no no case they have nothing um all they have are threats intimidation uh jail uh public servants that are willing to violate their oaths on command um and at the end of the day it's all unlawful but the reason why they get away with it all the time is cuz we take we take pleas and um you know, like I said, I could have walked well, out of there. Well, they just shove them down your throat. They don't actually let you. I mean, usually that they'll make a plea for you. They don't, uh, you know, you don't have much choice in that matter. Oh, no, you have to. You have a choice. You either take the plea or you don't. Uh-huh. But, but you know, you're saying my, you don't have much choice. I mean, probably most people in my situation would say the same thing. I don't have much choice. I mean, either facing 24 years or I take a plea. But here's the thing. They're going to try and send me to, ch- ch- to jail for 24 years for what? Jeez. Okay. Try, try and send something. To, to try and come up with something to send me to jail for 24 years because they haven't come up with anything yet. All they have, like, again, is just charging you with a whole bunch of stuff. What and are they then charging that you with? Uh, well, okay. On, on uh, September 29th of 2016, when they arrested me because I missed court, uh, I basically tried to stall him out for a little while because I, I wanted to try and get somebody here to watch my property. Um, and, you know, I was afraid everything would be stolen. And so because of that, I got like six other charges, three counts of menacing, another intent to influence public servant. Uh, they throw that thing out there all the time. It's ridiculous. And uh, resisting arrest. So uh, basically got all those uh, charges uh, because of that. Um, and then I was offered a plea tw- uh, two weeks uh, after being in jail. Um, I was going to be able to walk, and I'd have six months probation. Um, I had uh, an offer to plead the felony down to harassment, uh, and I basically told the DA, uh, I said, you don't seem to understand what, what I'm doing, okay? You're on my roadmap, so you're going to either get out of the way or I'm going to run you over. That's what I told the DA when he tried to offer me the plea done harassment. Um, so I got to, you got to back that up. 
you can't be um, saying stuff like that and and then and and then not following through because again and and I've got them now uh, up against the wall they're running scared and the the September 27th court date where all they wanted to talk about was the plea and they're like trying to sell me this plea and please please just plead out so we can be done with this okay they want to be rid of me all right that's that's basically the bottom line there so and I, I'm betting that day the day before court they will probably drop all the charges is what's going to happen they don't want to go to trial there is no case there's nothing there's again nothing um and uh and then also a lot there's going to be things that are going to come out that are going to show that the judge is a criminal that the clerk of court is a criminal uh and like with the forged warrant um you know i actually talked to uh the da investigator um out here who is his name is harry alejo and i asked him i said uh i have what I had in my hand, I said, there's a wet signature on this document. It's dated 9-28-2016, but it's sealed uh, on January 3rd of 2017. And I guarantee you this was not done on 9-28. This is not, um, this is not a copy of an original. This is the original. So, he, you know, and I said, if, if I'm telling you the truth, don't you have to go and arrest Patty Swift? And he said, well, well, yeah, if, you, if you're telling me, if, if, if what you're telling me is true, then yeah, I, I would have to arrest her. And basically, that's the last time I talked to him. And uh, I was not able to talk to him ever again um, and spent basically a few more months in jail at that, uh, at that point. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm also trying to track him down and talk with him. Um, so Patty Swift has an interest in the case. I'm her accuser. She is Patty Swift is the chief justice of the district court here, and um, she uh, is committed crime. She committed abuse of public records, obtaining signature by this deception, official oppression, uh, and about like five other crimes were committed between her and the clerk of court when they literally forged a public document. Um, they said it was created on 928, and it was not. Um, and so basically I, I've, I've shown and I can prove that they did not have a warrant when they come to my, when they came to my property. Uh, they also admitted they're like, we don't issue our we don't. All we do is issue uh, electronically. We only do warrants electronically now that like somehow they changed the Constitution and uh, now they just do it this way. And I said, no, no, I'm sorry that maybe you want to streamline your, your processes and everything. But I'm sorry with me, you've got to go by the book. You've got to get a real warrant with a signature on it, and it's got to be sealed by a, by a court. Um, so, and, and that's, that's what they presented to me on January 3rd, which is proof that what I'm saying is the truth, that they have to have a warrant. It does have to be signed. It does have to be sealed um, and, and, and certified. So um, I, I don't, again, and then there's this other recording uh, where Ricky Rodriguez is, is, is admitting that the DA had no probable cause when he charged me. Um, and I've got a few other smoking guns, which I'm going to hold to my chest right now. Um, they'll, they'll be brought up in, in, in court at trial if, uh, if we're going to have a trial. So um, I, I would strongly advise um, these officials in San Luis County to just pay up 
and leave me alone. They got to, that's, that's what I'm willing to do is, is 50 grand to settle. Um, I've seen cases where, uh, one guy had one issue on one day in a jail cell and he, and he got 3.3 million for it. Okay. I was literally tortured for nine months. Okay. I, I was threatened by relatives of the jail administrator. I was literally serving time with another, with two inmates. One was uh, the jail admin, the jail administrator's son, and then the jail administrator's nephew. Okay. I was beat up by, uh, by two guys. One of them was the jail administrator's nephew one day. And, uh, you know, I just, I didn't fight back and, uh, you know, I, I wasn't beat up real bad, but, but basically I was trying to be nonviolent even in jail. And because they, I didn't want anyone to be able to point at me and say that I'm violent because that's what they've been trying to prove somehow make me paint me into a violent corner. And then, then they just eliminate me. They can come out here and, and just shoot me and be done with it. Um, the biggest threat to these people is an unarmed man who knows the law. That's the worst possible threat that these people can face because they can't just eliminate. Um, so let's see, where do I want to go from here? Uh, let me, I, again, uh, let me look at my notes. I have notes, but uh, that I haven't actually even looked at up until now. Um, so yeah, let's get into, uh, what I need as far as, uh, support help out here. Um, again, what I've got is a deal right now where I'm trying to basically convert the money system into the honor system. Okay. And the way we do that is, uh, we create communities. We put honorable people in these communities. And the thing about somebody that has honor is they're really liable. Um, they're, they're going to be doing their chores without having to be asked about it. And my theory is, is that creates an abundance. Now, if we set up all kinds of different communities um, that, that are all over the place, there's going to be people looking for honorable people to fill them. Now, honor, honorable people are not a dime a dozen. That's pretty much a premium uh, to get somebody that has honor, that's honest, that's not going to lie to you, that's not going to turn around and stab you in the back when you're not looking. Um, and so, therefore, I, I believe that, like, for example, you know, maybe somebody out in uh, Italy, maybe there's a community out in Italy, a Garden of Eden, and the guy's been looking for somebody for, you know, a month or two months or something, and he's ripping his hair out of his head. And then he, he calls me and he says, you know, hey, you got anybody that wants to go to Italy? And then I go, hey, anyone, any of you guys want to go to Italy? And they say, well, yeah, I'll go. I've always wanted to go to Italy. And that's it. And you just go. All you got to do is pay your expenses and you get set up for free. And then that is what the honor system would be like, where you would literally have a blank check in that society. Because if you have an abundance of resources, of food, of, of all this, you know, of, of entertainment, of all of that stuff, then you don't need money. We need food, water, clothing, and shelter. We do not need money. Okay. We've been brainwashed into thinking that we need money for everything. Okay. And actually, uh, what I've, from my research, what I found is that to, to do things without the money system, you're, you're actually going to be using a lot more of your labor energy for yourself to improve your own quality of life. Um, instead of, uh, basically improving the quality of lives uh, of, of, you know, a bunch of banksters and maybe some CEOs. Um, and, 
your life doesn't really improve much. I mean, most people are on a treadmill, uh, never improve the quality of their lives uh, ever until they hit the grave. Um, you know, they're just basically paying bills every single month and just trying to figure out how to pay the bills. That's, that's pretty much their main concern. Um, so the deal that I've got right now is $30 a week per individual for 16 weeks. And then it's $20 a week for 16 weeks. And then it's $10 a week for 16 weeks. And then it's free. And then you never pay another bill for the rest of your life. I'm trying to basically uh, unplug people from the money system. So like anybody that wants to like start a community in their area, um, anybody that wants to join this community, please, please get in contact with me ASAP and kind of, you know, what I want to do. Sure. Okay. So you can get me at Vince Abel World on Skype if you want. They can add me to Skype. I don't use it a whole lot anymore, uh, but but I will, you know, get on there and check it uh, every, every couple of Vince days. Vince Abel World uh, at what? Vince Abel World at, at Skype, on Skype. And then my uh, email address is uh, now garden777eden at gmail. Can I say it again? Garden777. Eden. Garden 777. Eden. Is at it, Gmail. Is it Garden? No, it's in Garden of Eden, but Garden, garden. of Eden is taken, but Garden 77 Eden. Garden 77 Eden. At yeah, that's my That's my current email address. Uh, the phone number here is 719. 719. Uh, 480-2127. And, and feel free to put that, you know, that deal down, what I'm, what I'm looking for from folks. Um, you know, it's a very small amount to pitch in, um, and all of that money is going to be put towards renewable stuff. Uh, I want to put in biogas, a uh, biogas system uh, for the, you know, instead of a septic, you know, normal septic system, I want to put in a, a three-stage biogas system where we're going to actually siphon the methane off the tanks and cook with it on the fridge. Um, then I want to do, you know, all kinds of its alternative power. I've been looking at the cash generator. I don't know if anybody on the call has heard of that before. Um, it's pretty impressive. I'd like to build one and see how it works. Um, and uh, Obama actually issued in some kind of an executive order that that people aren't supposed to be messing with it. So that must mean it's pretty good. Um, so uh, anyway, um, that's what I'm looking for. And, and then also, last but not least, uh, I am candidate for sheriff um, in this county here. I announced that back in, what was it? I think it was April. I think it was April of, of, of 2016. It's one of the reasons why I spent so much time in jail. And there's basically Ricky Rodriguez, who's the current undersheriff here. He is the candidate for sheriff, and nobody likes him. Um, and everybody that's, that I've spoken to have, has told me that things need to change around here. Um, and we have an awesome, just an awesome shot at winning. And and I've been talking about this for, for years and years and years and years. 
Why do we care about senators and representatives and presidents and, and all these other all these other people who, who really don't have much effect on, on our on our rights in our backyard, right? The the person that is most responsible for protecting your rights is the sheriff. It, it, we have so many people in the activism community um, that if we just like focused our efforts on one county and, and you know maybe some people can move here, some people can just pick up the phone and call a bunch of people in the county, you know, and just focused our efforts and tried to just turn one sheriff, just get one constitutional sheriff who knows the law, somebody that's not going to be going and asking an attorney if he can do this or that, um, and who's basically just going to read the Constitution and do what it says. Um, if I'm elected sheriff, the, the election is in 2018. Um, if I'm elected sheriff, I will go directly back to common law. I will be handing out posse cards left and right. I will regulate and organize the militia. Um, it will be common law. There will be, if there is no injured party, there is no crime. And I will make an announcement, and this will be a haven for patriots all over the country who are facing BS charges with no injured party. Um, and just come on down. And I would imagine there's going to be an influx of, of thousands and hundreds of people at least. And I would, and I'm betting that the real estate in, in this county is going to double the day I'm elected. Okay. Um, so let me, let me get into why I believe that I can win here. Okay. Um, in 2013, there was 3,400 inhabitants in Costilla County. Uh, over the course of the last few years, uh, over 1,600 off-gridders moved into the county, and, and most of them, a lot of, a lot of people grew, uh, came here because pot got legal and they wanted to grow some free pot. Um, but, you know, it's now constitutionally protected acti activity in Colorado. And um, basically, oh, man, I'm losing my train of thought here. Okay. The reason, yes. Okay, so 1,600 off-gridders moved into the area. You add that to 3,400, and that was basically mostly liberal, okay? They voted 75% towards the Democrat in this county, the Democrat governor. That gives you an idea of what this was uh, like back in 2013. So the county uh, is basically all family members. All of the people in the county uh, are, you know, the county government are all family members. You've got uh, many people in the county that are actually working two salary jobs, okay? Now, if you're working one salary job, that's your, your salary that you get for that job, and there's no, there's no hourly, there's no set amount of hours that you have to work, but you're, you're basically, it's assumed that you're devoting your time to that, that particular job. Um, so, so there's all kinds of embezzlement going on in this county, um, all kinds of, of just organized crime that, that, that it's just easily routed. So um, you just got, got to shine a bright light on it. Um, and, you know, again, uh, shout out to anybody that knows anybody over at InfoWars. If I could get on there for a few minutes, that would be obviously pretty huge. So, um, again, now the off-gridders that came out here, the 1,600 off-gridders, they're all independents, conservatives. They just want to be left alone. Um, so that's why I believe that, you know, my – stance is is going to be pretty popular around here you know people that want to just be left alone i'm the leave me alone vote i'm the 
you know, if you read the Constitution and you can point to something in there and you want to call me on it and, and I'm going to go, oh, whoops, my bad. You know, um, I, do I know how to be sheriff? Do Have I ever been a cop? Have I ever been in law enforcement? No. Um, do I uh, do I have like assault training? No. Uh, do I plan on assaulting a bunch of people when I become sheriff? No. Okay. The, the 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 bottom line is is that there's almost nothing that's 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 against the law that that people are getting thrown in jail for today. I mean, most of this stuff is you know it's either drug related or or some kind of just some kind of way to enrich the state um, at the expense of the people. Um, so when we have common law, you for example, there is no war on drugs on co- in common law. People be there be they can do whatever drugs they want as long as they're not harming somebody else. Now that's not going to be very popular. All right. But see the problem with, with the, the thing that people just don't understand about rights is, is rights are there to protect the unpopular stuff where you're not harming anybody else, but you need that as a right because other people might want to take that away from you because they don't like it. And that's the, that's the purpose of a right. It's to protect unpopular things. So, you know, people say, oh, we shouldn't let people do that because we don't like it. We shouldn't let people do that because they don't like it. Well, that's why we have rights for stuff like that. Um, so so people, they got to understand that, that that's where it is. Your rights are constant. They do not change. Your legislation can change, but but all that's happening on a commercial private contract basis. You're getting into a private contract. You're waiving a bunch of rights that you, you know, you didn't know you had. Um, and uh, you didn't, you're not even, most people don't even know that they're getting into a contract, you know, because most people get into this contract when they're a little baby and they stick their, you know, footprint on the paper and they get their, uh, <laughs> they get their corporate identity and, uh, and their social security number and everything. And, and, uh, you know, you're not really able to make any kind of a deal at that point. I don't think that, I don't think that's a lawful contract in my opinion, but, um, but that's, I mean, that's, that's where we're at now. And we need to move forward to humanity 2.0. And the way we can do that, I believe is to convert the money system into the honor system. And in order to do that, we're, we, I need some help. I need some people to, again, come out here, help donate money. Um, I've got the funded justice link that I sent you on Skype. Hopefully you can put that up for me. Um, and, uh, anybody that can call us to support any kind of legal beagles that want to call and, uh, and maybe help me out with my case, you know, that would be great too. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess, uh, with that, I guess if anybody has any questions, we can go ahead and, uh, go to questions. I think I've laid pretty much everything that's happened to me out there. Okay. I, I just put that else. link in the chat, by the way. It was, uh, you didn't give me it fast enough because I had done the update on the website and then you just put oh, okay. it. So All I right. just put it up in the link. I mean, I put the link up in the chat. But you have several okay. co- people with their hands up here. So first up, Bob T, you've been uh, unmuted. Hello, hello. Hi, you had to call on me, huh? Yeah, well, your hand was up. Well, yeah, but that's what we were talking about. Eloy, the first guy that came on and he was talking about 
They used the code enforcement that came onto his yard and stuff. That was way back. And, and um, I was just talking to a guy today like that, and I gave him your number. I texted him the chat, the you know, the link to the talk shoe and, and your your three nine nine oh four pound and all that and I actually thought your guest was this guy. I mean it was the story was so similar to what I had just talked about and I put in there as karma. You know you know how that stuff happens, Angela. Uh huh. Yeah, I do because uh, somebody uh, emailed me the other day, was asking me um, if I knew about code enforcement. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and if I knew of anybody, when I heard your guest, I'm thinking this is the same guy I talked to, picking up my um, nephew at kindergarten this afternoon. Um, his name is Eloy. I hope he's on the call. I sent him all the information, and um, I, I have a feeling that maybe you should call me offline, and or I should give you this guy Eloy's number, and he can call um, privately call your guest or something. Sure. Well, I've I've, I've put my uh, my number up for you there. Um, and uh, you're, you're welcome to call if you want. Well, um, I can have you again really quick if you want. For sure. If you don't listen to the call, that's on him. At least I tried. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Anyway. Well, see, this is a, this case, if I can get a uh, word in here now, uh, this case is really uh, about setting a precedent. Um, this has national implications. Um, I would be willing to bet uh, that Every county code uh, that has, you know, code enforcement, they probably got something like Section 8.30 of the Costilla County Land Use Code. Um, and you can check that out for yourself. You can you can get that uh, online. Just, you know, do a search for it. And you're going to find that, that it's set up to where it's obviously it's a private contract. They're coming and they're contracting with you. You know, you have rights. You don't have to. There, every people, everybody that comes onto your property without your permission, and they don't have any other really good excuse. That's trespassing. Okay, it doesn't matter who does it, and it's actually even states that in their own code. Um, and all these other people that got run off their their property, you know, they just see somebody with a badge threatening them with jail, and they leave, and and, and that's unfortunate. And so, and that's the whole reason for also creating law councils, um, because, you know, you live with your law council. You're going to learn about your rights. Like in this community, you'd be living with me. So you would learn about your rights. You'd learn how to defend yourself in court. Um, hopefully even better than I, you know, better than I am. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, if you want to get uh, Eloy to uh, give me a call, man, we can uh, definitely exchange notes. Okay, Bob. Okay, hey. I was muted. Yeah, um, how are we going to do that, Angela? Janine knows what? my number. You, Cheyenne, you've got his. I think. Do you wait a minute? Huh? Stop. Do you have Do you have Eloy's number? Yeah. Okay, and you have Vincent's number. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I thought you said you, you had a pen. You got a pen? 
Here it is. You ready? No. Oh, yeah. You ready? I'm ready, yeah. Seven one nine four eight zero twenty one twenty seven. I'm seven one nine two and you know Yeah, you're both in Colorado, yeah. It's Colorado. It's right here. He's in my neighborhood. If it takes yeah, you guys can get together. To get there, I'm I'm hitting traffic or something on Academy. You guys can get together. So you got the number now. You can call him tomorrow, okay, Vincent? Yeah. Is that all right? If he yeah. calls you tomorrow. I got you, Vincent. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's how you get in touch with him and Eloy and all like that. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. Thank hey, you. Andrea. You know, yeah. I tried to get member Carl. Remember, yes. I was kind of mad at him last week, and he's not I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I, I don't, don't care. I mean, a crowd. That's right. I don't like Carl either. Okay. Well, well, I, mean, Carl, I, well I, I liked it when him and Angela were like on the same page and you know they well, were on got, the same he had good yeah he had good information but you know he went a little well, off hey, the wall I, you know, he went off the wall kind of an evil. yeah are you on the record are you on the record saying he went off the wall i i'm yeah. saying it the call's being recorded so he did go off the wall he got all indignant with me and, and yelling and I, screaming and Remember? I, I mean, told him you wanted an apology, and that was like, the next day on WhatsApp, I got a thing like, um, you you won't be getting all my stuff, only certain stuff you'll get. And, you know, well, there you go. Like, and, you know, that's really weird. messed it up because, weird. you know, that, that, I, that's really messed up because we're supposed to be fighting the system, you know, and, 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 and anybody else that's fighting the system and, and maybe I don't particularly like them. Like, like I wouldn't withhold any information from Carl Lance. And, 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 and I, I would hope that he would not withhold any information from me because we're both yeah. fighting on the same team. You know what? He doesn't withhold anything. Everything he's ever said is on the Internet, all the audios, all the videos. So, and, and I don't think he's got anything new to add. I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard him. But, I mean, he says a lot, and it's all out there for free. So... We're good with Carl Lentz. We're done with no. him, but, you know, it's, his information's out there. If you want to look, Bob, you can go see his videos and, and his audios. They're they're out there. Okay, next up, Central Florida. You've been unmuted. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you, Angela. And uh, Vince, uh, you seem to be a brave man. Um, a couple comments. Uh First, as far as Carl Lentz, I wish he would have explained how to file a claim against a government employee. He never would go through the steps of that. Other than that, uh, that's all for uh, Carl. Um, I wish he would have done that. Vince, uh, uh, as, uh, as far as being thrown in jail, Peter Hendrickson's bride was jailed for refusing to sign a 1040 form by the courts. And this is what they do. They're liars and thieves. I hope you can do better with the jury and find one or two that will refuse to indict or to convict. That would be fabulous. Um, 
The court case is City of or Owen versus City of Independence, Missouri. Uh, Supreme Court citing 445 U.S. 622. It's a 1980 case. The court ruled that public officials are not immune from 1983 constitutional suits violations mm-hmm. based on their good faith enforcements. Um, so you may want to incorporate that or look that up. Also, I would recommend that you um, go to supremelaw.org and Paul Andrew Mitchell. He's been through the same crap you're going through many times over and over and over. Um, and he may help for uh, bounty, uh, which would be good. Uh, I want to ask you about the world passport. What is it, how to get it, and is it effective at all? Uh, sure. Okay, well, the world passport um, was something that I got back in 2011 because, uh, honestly, I just didn't have a better solution at the time. Um, but uh, anybody that does want to call up uh, World Services, um, you can check out worldservice.org. Um, and David Gallup uh, is uh, actually kind of a good friend of mine now, um, and he runs World, uh, uh, World Services right now. Um, and the passport, uh, if you get it expedited, um, I, I just got my new passport cause I lost my old one, uh, because I, I, I got jailed and, uh, somebody probably stole it or something or burned it or whatever, cause they weren't liking my passport. So, um, it, it is effective. Um, the one that I just got, uh, I spent $190 that was plus the visa, um, and, uh, it, you know, I've handed it over to public uh, public servants multiple times. And it's really kind of funny, I have to say, because what they're doing is they, they get your ID. <clears throat> and then when they when they see the driver's license from the U.S. citizen, now they realize you're now they're your boss. They know that they're your boss. Now, when they get my world passport, the first thing out of their mouth is, don't you have any type of state ID whatsoever? And I said, no. I say no, and you're not required to have any state ID. Um, and then another thing that I also uh, generally would give a public servant is my public servant notice. Um, I, I mentioned that uh, a, a few calls back, uh, which basically just kind of just states I'm, I'm not a I'm not a not wishing to do business with you. I'm not I'm, you're basically just eliminating every single presumption that they have when they want to talk to you about something. So um, the World Passport has been extremely effective. Um, and uh, again, now I'll go a little bit more into detail. Uh, when I was up in Denver, uh, sitting on a curb, it was about three o'clock in the morning. I was trying to hitchhike home. Um, and uh, there was a guy that had pulled into this hotel and I was walking along the outside of it on down the sidewalk. And he was like pulled like right, like where his headlights were like facing right at me. And I'm like still standing on the sidewalk. And I said to him, uh, do you mind if, uh, you know, can you, can you give me a ride like out of town? So, you know, or to the highway or something so I can hitchhike home. And then he said, yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, I'm, I'm just going inside and I'll be right back. Well, he went inside and called the cops on me. Um, and then he told the cops I was hiding in the bushes and I wasn't hiding in the bushes. So I'm sitting on the curb on the outside when the cops pulled up. And I said, why am I sitting? Why would I be sitting on the curb when you pull up? if I was hiding in the bushes before, you know? 
So, but anyway, we went around and around and around and around, and they they were trying to get me uh, to to basically agree to be arrested. Um, you know, and I handed them my world passport, um, and uh, they're, they're they're you know saying that you know this is this is uh, this is fake. It's uh, you know this is BS. You know that there's nothing on you. There's literally there's they're, they they had nothing on the record. There's they, they can't. I guess the way it works is when you're when you're a private citizen, they they can't keep files on you. That your privacy has to be protected. So um, if you're not a U.S. citizen, if you don't have state ID, that 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 the U.S. citizen is a, is a government employee, so they can keep records on their employees because you've already waived those privacy rights by having a, a driver's license. You, you you've waived those rights by by saying. You are a U.S. citizen, and you check the little box on the driver's license card. Um, so, yeah, I would say that the World Passport has been extremely effective. And uh, tell David Gallup that uh, Vincent says hi if you give him a call. Um, who issues it? It's not a U.N. or or anything. Is no, it's it's issued by uh, the world uh, the uh, world government of world citizens. Okay. Okay. That, yeah, that's it's, it's, not, it's not the New um, World Order government. This is the one that's actually going to be done, like of the, it's it's done by the people, where we just you know eliminate all the governments and just the people run the, the planet. That's kind of the theory behind it. Well, I would think that a, a state citizen, uh, 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 the jure state, uh, uh, pre 1861 uh, state passport should serve that purpose. I also believe that employers. Yellow Freight, Roadway, Conway, whoever, should issue the driver's license for the drivers of their vehicles and not the state. State should not issue driver's license. How do that. you get a passport pre-1961? I mean, well, pre-1861. No, I'm saying a state, the, the, the Florida or Colorado or anywhere, whenever uh, they should issue their passports for state citizens how do you how do you go about getting one of those I, 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 well, I well they don't do it they don't do it this. because of the civil war in 1861 states are not immune states uh -huh. never did issue passports um, a passport was never needed before the civil war anyway um, but that's what I'm saying mm -hmm. if a passport does exist the states should issue passports to their citizens as far as driver's license employers should issue those um, but, uh, but again, um, I, I should issue wait, driver's wait. licenses because it's a commercial occupation. Yep. Right. But the, 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 the company, the, the commercial enterprise, yellow freight, uh, Conway freight, uh, JB hunt should issue licenses for their drivers to drive their vehicles. It shouldn't be a state thing. It should be a company thing that licenses the drivers of their vehicles and that would take it out mm -hmm. of state hands and it would be so much more freedom that way because then no one would have a license unless you work for a commercial enterprise because all licenses are commercial and if you're not trafficking mm -hmm. in commerce you don't need a license so that's that's why it would work um but uh, but but again i would reiterate that uh for you to uh, go to supremelaw.org and uh, try to contact Paul Mitchell because he is most okay. uh, 
most uh, knowledgeable as far as what you're going through, he's been through, and I think he would be a great help to you. Well, thank you very and, much. And uh, otherwise, uh, be well. Uh, your offer seems uh, attractive, yet uh, I do enjoy sitting on my porch in February wearing shorts and barefoot having a drink. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in Southwest. Well, we plan life. on doing that out here too, you know, because we're we're going to be in you know enclosed, you growing year round, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the bears, <laughs> but you enjoy it, and I, and, uh, I do wish you well. And thank you, Angela. Okay. Okay, thank you. Um, anybody else? Nope. So nobody else has their hand up. Uh, um. All right. Well, that's fine. I mean, I pretty much was just getting on the on the call to uh, maybe get some advice, uh, let people know about you know what I've been through. Um, that, you know, I'm still kicking and, uh, you know, trying to set a precedent, uh, that, uh, they can't, uh, come on your property that, that you can have private property, uh, and you are the king, you are the king of your castle. Um, you know, that's not just an expression that's actually true in the law. Um, and in this, in this, in this country, um, there's case sites that'll tell you that, you know, we won all the rights previously enjoyed by the King of England when we won the war for independence. And we are actually, if you want to, you know, they talk about sovereign, you know, being sovereign citizens. Hopefully most of the people on this call knows, knows that there's no such thing as a sovereign citizen because you can't be a sovereign and a citizen. You're, you're either a subject or you're not. Um, but we're literally, their hands up if you want to answer a couple more questions. <laughs> probably because of what I just said. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, California. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. Next up, Great Gazoo. Go ahead, California. Maybe you have to unmute your phone. California. Yep. Oh, yep. There you go. There you go. Personal jurisdiction question. Go ahead. Hello? How much of what he's talking about has to do with challenging personal jurisdiction? I yield. <laughs> you don't um, even actually, have to answer I, that. That was uh, Donaldson, and we don't talk to him. Oh, we don't talk to him? Uh, okay. well, I pretty much unless you want to answer it, go ahead. You can answer it if you want to. I, I just say I'm here again. My will, I, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I'm not here willingly. It just basically, you know, every time I was dragged in in shackles, um, you know, I, I'd say that I, I, I'm crossing the bar uh, against my will with, with uh, you know, reserving and, you know, retaining all my rights, you know, that sort of thing. Okay, next up, Greg Gazoo. Go ahead, you've been unmuted. Hello, Angela. Hi, Greg Gazoo. Hi, Vince. It's, it's good. Hey, Greg. Good to hear you. Uh, uh, I'm interested in hearing more about when you, when you say that you want people to move out there. Are you like asking people to come and stay on your property? How much land do you have there? Yes, I've got 20 acres here. Okay, cool. Because I'm trying to get out there west. I don't know where I'm going to go. I was thinking like you know Nebraska or something, but I really like the Rockies. I used to live in northern Arizona in Flagstaff. Mm -hmm. so, 
you know, I'm kind of a mountain person. I like caves and hiking and all that kind of stuff. And uh, what, what... You got that on a cave. Go ahead. Sure, we've got some caves out here. Plenty of hiking, too. Right, right. Yeah, I was looking at... Lots of mountains. Some maps and stuff. I've seen uh, where that uh, county is somewhere. I can't recall now, but is that, like, woods in the desert in western... Or the, uh, it's, uh, sort of desert. It's like prairie grass. Uh, you know, you got, uh, you know, sage shrubs and prairie grass pretty much. Um, where I'm at right here, I've got a beautiful view of Mount Blanca. Um, actually, I'm 14 miles from the peak, uh, about seven miles from the town, uh, of Blanca. And, uh, it's pretty much flat land out here. It's extremely windy. So, uh, which is the only real drawback, which basically is probably why a lot of people don't live out here. So if you can adjust to the wind, then, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're doing good. So that's basically what I've been doing with all my, uh, construction out here is kind of just adjusting the wind, hunkering down. And, you know, I buried my, uh, my RV, my 31 foot RV. I buried it four foot in the ground and then I added a building onto it, uh, 24 by 14 building. That has my living room and the office, and then the loft over the office is where my bed is. Um, and then I ripped the bathroom and the shower out of the back room uh, to make that bigger. So I've got a private room back there for you know whoever wants to come and uh, you know help me out uh, to start with. And then uh, I'm almost done with the bathroom, with the real bathroom uh, that's going to be you know I, I, I basically excavated everything on this property with a shovel and a wheelbarrow because I'm extremely poor. Um, and I haven't had any financial help from anybody to do any of this work. Uh, so, so really to be honest with you, if I could just get bathroom and shower in here, uh, I think I'd be able to get this project uh, uh, off the ground because, you know, it, it seems like most of the people I talk to, they can't survive without a flush toilet and warm water. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's, so, I'm kind of interested uh, in all that homestead stuff. Like off grid living and, and things like that. Yeah, oh, you get God. a composting toilet. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, there yeah, are, I've, ever I've, heard of a I've, composting toilet? I've heard of the composting toilets, but I want to do uh, biogas because then you can uh, use your use the methane and and uh, you know and and basically use you can run your stove off it, run the run the refrigerator off it. You know, if you have a gas off of, fridge. Off of, yeah, what gas are you referring to? Methane. Yeah, methane. That you comes yeah, off your methane. poop, you mean? Yeah, methane. Uh, it has the it it does the same thing as as propane. You can, can <laughs> you can interchange them freely. Yeah, there's all that power coming out of your butt all, all this time and you haven't used it all, all your life. Think about all that excess power coming out of your butt and you haven't even put it to use yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it well, how would you too. capture it? I mean, how would you do? I don't understand how you would do okay. that. <clears throat> Basically, what I'm going to have is um, three tanks, and then you're going to have uh, they, they're going to be five foot uh, in uh, five foot cubes, uh, and then the PVC, the three inch PVC, goes into the bottom of the first one, and then there's an opening towards the top of the of the first one, and then there's going to be a. So gas you're running them in series. Is that, that what you're saying? Right, and you're going to okay. run three of those in series, 
And then also what that does is it, 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 it's way better than a regular septic system where your stuff just goes into one tank and then it leaches out to leach field. This is actually going to be processed in three stages. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a lot better processed when, when it comes out the other end. Um, and then, you know, basically getting all the toxins and all that other stuff out of it. And I'll have a gas line that comes off of each of the cubes and the cubes will be sealed. And then it, it basically naturally goes to 40 PSI all by itself. You don't have to add any electronics or anything like that, but you can also add a gas transfer valve and get it up to the same uh, pressure as propane, which is 85 PSI. Hmm. Well, where are you getting water from? You got whale or something out there? Um, if you check out Mike Reynolds, uh, and all of his earthship designs, what you're going to see is that almost all of his earthship designs do not use a well. Um, so no, there's no well. Yeah. I plan on using, um, just catchment, catchment and filtration. Um, if you have a huge reservoir, I'm thinking 5,000 gallons or so. Um, then, you know, you get, you get, you get plenty. I mean, you're, you're going to be able to fill that up and then it will last, uh, for quite a, quite a bit of time. I found on YouTube where you, you can get water right out of the air. It's like this, um, Mm -hmm. kind of like a, like, say you take one of those five gallon coolers, right? And you bury it about six feet in the ground and you run, uh, a pipe, like two pipes up to the top and then you have, like this little windmill on the top of it, which spins a shaft down and it blows air down this pipe, right? So as the as the hot mm-hmm. air from outside goes down this pipe, it cools and condenses on the sides and it drips down to the bottom into that bottom cooler and you get about like 10 gallons a day of water. It runs day and night okay. all the time and it'd probably be pretty good for the wind, but I don't know we how... we got plenty of wind out here. Getting the sand in there, though, you might get making sand inside. So I don't know. It might may take some thinking, but I thought that was a pretty good idea. I was gonna work on something like that, but I was looking at log homes and those uh, earth mm-hmm. bag, the earth bag where you like Adobe mix the mud with the clay, and then you run it through this yep. bag, and they're like 40 feet long, so you just like spiral mm-hmm. it around and make a cone or. You, make it look like a regular house, you know, square and everything. It's a lot of different building techniques. It's really cool. But I like the sound of this community, and I'm really interested in, in talking to you about that in the future. And one more question. Uh, yes. Are you familiar with some of the, Angela's other guests? Have you been listening to some of the shows? Because Oh, yeah. I listened to the call uh, for uh, quite a few years before I was even on it the first time. Yeah, so then you know about, uh, oh, what's his name, Paul J. Paul J. Hansen, right? He was on the other week, and basically what he says is, like, when they're in there and they start reading the charges and stuff, he says, oh, well, you know, he picks up the paper and looks at it, and he says, you know, I, I don't see any evidence that, uh, that I'm a U.S. citizen on here, you know? And challenging him like that, mm-hmm. because it sounds like you have terminated your contracts, and you, you yeah. with the world passport, you'd be in a position to challenge that. Uh, and his, the way he's uh, presenting it is that if if they don't have, they can't prove you're a citizen, they lose personal jurisdiction. 
if you're not on their land, right. then they lose territorial jurisdiction, and they really can't proceed without jurisdiction. It's all void after that, you know. So right. What do you What right. are your thoughts on that? Harry? Is that kind of the route you're going? My, my thoughts on that are uh, honestly, man, I, I think possibly either I need a little bit more guidance, or it doesn't work. Uh, there, these judges, I mean, probably like 10, 15 years ago, that stuff was working great, but, um, these judges literally now, uh, are walking all over that stuff. They, they're ignoring it. They, 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 and possibly I'm just doing something wrong. You know, maybe I'm just recontracting. Um, I, I'm, I honestly, uh, I'm, I'm going to plead a little bit of ignorance on that. Um, because I, I, I would like to, uh, have a shortcut if there's one available, um, that I can use. Um, and then, you know, how do you, uh, combat the wordsmithing of the judge? You know, when, you know, I mean, you got to be thinking on your feet, you know what I'm saying? Or, or is there something that I can just sit there and repeat over and over and over again until they let, they basically leave me alone? You know, that, that's kind of stuff that, you know, I'm all, I'm, I'm open to it. And, um, you know, November 29th, I got a court date. Uh, anybody that wants to use me as a guinea pig, give me a call. So, um, you know, I'll go in and I'll try anything. All right. Is that it for you, Great Kazoo? Yep, that's it for me. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Vincent. Thank you. Okay, okay. Next, thank you. Next, next up is West Washington State. Go ahead, you've been unmuted. Hello, Vince and Hello. Angela. Hello. This is Rudolph. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. The red-nosed reindeer? <laughs> yes, almost. I do have a little dot, a red dot on my nose. Um, you never heard, heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Rudo, R-U-D-O. Anyway, I am going <laughs> totally off. I'm going totally off topic. But what you're talking about tonight is extremely interesting. I do have a composting toilet in a small community <laughs> on my land. But that is not the reason awesome. I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm calling or talking or asking you a question, actually. Um, my daughters, may I ask you a question that is totally off topic for just a couple minutes, or maybe you will refer me to someone else. Uh, but my daughter's automobile was involved in, a, in an accident, and the, it, the automobile was taken by a towing company without any order or authorization of anybody else, of anybody uh, for example, the driver or my daughter, would that be considered theft? They are not allowing um, uh, even the insurance company to approach the automobile um, now in possession of the towing company before $1,300 will be paid. Then they will let the insurance company approach the car, I'm sorry, automobile, as well as my daughter. How do yeah, I sue approach? Them. Sue them in Can small you... claims court. Okay, they had no so... contract with you. You had no contract with them. They stole your car on somebody else's. They... You know, that it's is... like somebody else stole your car. It doesn't matter. They've got possession of it. Sue them in uh, small how... claims court. How do you suggest to mediate this uh, in a gentle manner before I uh, or my daughter sues them in small claims court? Well, you tell them up ahead of time. Tell them you're going to still. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to echo what 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 Angela's saying here because uh, they'll do whatever they 
can get away with. And if you're not going to fight back, then they'll walk all over you and they'll continue doing it. And that's all just right. the way it is. So just just let them know that this will be a court case. No, you just tell them. Don't, you release don't my even car, let them know. Just, release my yeah. car or I'm going to sue you in small claims. Okay. Well, actually, um, I, I get charged a felony for that. So um, according to the court, um, I, I'm, I'm not even supposed to uh, warn somebody when I sue them. I'm just supposed to sue them, according well, to the court. You know, but he's trying to be nice about it ahead of time. So he's warning them. Oh, yeah. You either give me so the car I. back or we're going to sue you. And that's all you do. And you go file small claims action. It's not right. that expensive. The, no, it's, there was it's no contract. But I, I, but I yeah, disagree no contract with that. With you. What if he doesn't sue? Well, what if, what if he doesn't follow through and then file something into a court? I, I disagree with that. I think that if you're going to sue somebody, you just do it. You just file the, 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 the claim, and, and, and they get them the papers in the mail, and, oh, shit, i got to go to court. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's it. No questions uh, asked. I mean, the statement made to them or gentleness. Just go straight to court. Yep, that, that avoids any possibility of a bluff that doesn't get followed through on. Okay. All right. Thank you, know thank you very much. And well, you're not going to bluff. Are you going <laughs> to no, I don't want to. Oh, no, no. I mean, if you Let us know how it turns out, Rudo. Thank you. I will do that, Angela. And good luck with, Thank your, you, with your whole uh, idea there in Colorado. Am I correct? Uh, yes, Colorado. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, I have a bunch yep. of tiny homes. I have a bunch of tiny homes that I built over the last 15 years on my land. Oh, it was oh really? Real, I love that. Yeah. There's 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 uh, videos on YouTube about the you know they have tours of tiny homes. I, oh, yeah. I, I love yeah. that. I'm fascinated with all that stuff. I think it's oh, so cool. Oh yeah, it's about twenty years. You ago. You know, one realized. thing on tiny homes. Go ahead. Um, one thing on tiny. Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Vincent. Okay. Uh, on tiny homes, the one thing that I I gotta say about about that is that the reason why they're tiny. Uh, is because it's supposed to get around code enforcement. All right, that's the whole purpose mm-hmm. of, of these tiny homes. Mm-hmm. And the thing about code enforcement is, is that they can just change codes. Yeah, so, but you like, can say it's an RV my, if you put it on wheels. But anyway, mine are all mine are all on wheels. So when I started building these, I got a letter, and I went to the uh, community development agency, uh, the so-called rulers of mm-hmm. our county here, and I said. You know what? Um, let me show you. I have a license plate. I have uh, the wheels on here. Here's the registration. This is not your juris- your jurisdiction. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Never anything happened since then. Because when yeah, you're on wheels, it is it's it's not their right. jurisdiction as long as you stay under 400 square feet. Because then it's a mobile home. Now, mm-hmm. a tiny home over under 400, or just under 400 square feet, is huge. <laughs> So yeah. most most of them are about 160 square feet or so, yeah, eight by 20. Right. Um, but anyway, for one one uh, human, for one man or woman, that is plenty mm-hmm. to live in. Now that the home okay. prices are 300, 400, 500 thousand dollars, come on, people aren't going to make that mm-hmm. anymore. Too. In 1956, you could buy a house for. But but uh, ultimately, uh, ultimately, though, what you're doing. 
ultimately what you're doing is, is that you're decreasing your living space in order to get around codes, right? I mean, that's, that's ultimately what the tiny home is about. But they're also then, good to then, move about. I mean, you could is, move from one place sure. to another. Isn't, isn't that yeah, a wonderful absolutely. thing, Vince? Isn't that a wonderful that thing RV to, to reduce, reduce our footprint? And, and isn't that a wonderful thing to just go back to the basics of what we need? Like he's, well, yeah, 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 sure, sure, definitely. But I, I believe that you know, in, in an abundant, I believe in, an, in, in that that we should be able to have achieve an, an abundance, you know, oh, yes. of everything. And you then, know, in and New Mexico, in New Mexico, there's areas uh, where these people are building these, you know, uh, earth bagged houses where they're with they use tires mm-hmm. and they use that cob, whatever mm-hmm. that stuff they use as cement earth and straw and earth. Yeah. And they don't have, and, and, and a lot of those areas, the co- there's no code enforcement. They let you do what you right, want. Right. right. So right. you just got to right. find the right location if you want a so, lot of But again, stuff. I want to, I try, I try to mention this twice. I got cut off. So the, 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 the code that you, that what you had mentioned before about it being under, uh, 400 square foot or whatever. Um, that's a code. That's something right. that 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 you know, a bunch of county officials got together and then voted on. You know what I'm saying? So all these county officials, if if there if if there winds up being too many tiny homes and they're not making money, they're, they're just going to get together and vote on on. Well, if it's under 400, it's still an RV. We're going to call these tiny homes RVs now. That's the thing about codes is that they can be changed at will. So mm-hmm. that's why I, I don't believe in getting around codes. What I believe right. in is exercising and enforcing your rights. That's the exactly. only way we're going to get back actual real freedom. Exactly. Not exactly. Yeah, I do agree with that, Vince. Thank you. And, you know, uh, I, w- I, I mean, I, you... I, don't, I don't fault you for it, though, at all, man. I mean, if you can get around the codes, then, then get around them. But just, just you know, that being being in mind. Yeah, but you're saying going around it means like you are involved with them. No, I'm not. I'm I'm a free man. I was born naked without a name, and then I was put in a box by several <laughs> uh, by several uh, moves of my parents or the system, the state. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Thank somehow you so I much. signed a contract with my foot. Thank you, yeah. and keep All us right. up to date on your daughter's situation. Oh yeah, it's, it'll be easy. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Next up is uh, Alan Douglas. You've been unmuted. Hey, how's Hello. How's it going, man? Howdy. Howdy. Can you hear me? We're good. Yeah, we can hear howdy, you. Howdy, howdy. Hey, uh, just uh, with Buddy there and his daughter, just like to mention quick, another real cool thing you can do down there is uh, you can go ahead and I know you guys, you think of mechanics liens as a mechanic putting a lien on your stuff. But he can actually go down to the courthouse, he can do a mechanics lien on his car, on his daughter's car, put up the $1,300, leave it with the court, have the sheriff escort him and go get his car. Force this guy to show up for court. If he doesn't show up for court, he gets his 1300 bucks back. If he shows up for court, he has to show the contract he had or the reason why he took that car. Without permission. Right. Either way, well, the police told me, the, Judge. Do the reverse mechanics lean on him. I wouldn't well, there's a different. That's another way to go about it, I suppose. 
Oh, no, it will work. But I, I like small claims court because it's inexpensive and it's and and don't take a whatever you do when you go to small claims court. Court never accept a commissioner. Always wait out for an actual judge. Well, where do you hmm. think the mechanic in court is going to be held? Oh, in a court, right? <laughs> I would imagine small claims, eh? Why not? So that's the only thing with that. You have to you have to put up the thirteen hundred with with the court. They hold it, so it's covered. That means you paid the bill, and they have to release you the car. And then if they want to get that money, they have to come to court, and they have to show why they had your car. And they'd have to have to show the contract or whatever. Right. So that's just one way to do it. Anyways. Sure. So is this uh, this world passport thing? Is this like uh, uh, Gary Davis stuff? Yeah, Gary Davis is the guy who started it, um, and oh. then David Gallup is now the uh, president right now. Oh, okay, cool. So, so yeah, he started it in 1948. He was a, a bomber pilot, I believe. Right. Yeah, I think he had something to do with the, the human rights, um, uh, the Declaration, Declaration of Human Rights. Of I'm not sure, but that's possible. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Yeah. The Universal Declaration was some kind of law. It wasn't. It was an aspiration to make into law. Like up here in Canada, um, they passed it. There's two covenants, two human rights covenants. They promised to pass in the law that they did make law in 1976. And, they, and one of the, one of the laws in there is is that no government can refuse you uh, crossing a border. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a man right. has a right anywhere on the earth because a man's from the earth, right? So that's what mm-hmm. that's kind of what mm-hmm. it remind me of. Yeah. That's why I was wondering yep. if it was Gary Davis. So how come you go well, to court? That, that is the court. What are you going to court for? What's that? What are you going to court for? Um, that's a very good question. Um, and here's the thing: my passport name is Vincent Edward DeLuca. Um, my my former U.S. citizen name was Christian Piccolo, okay? Now, uh, you know, because it, basically I just changed the name because you can't explain to these people, oh, you know, that's that's a corporation and this is me. You know, I, I just changed all the letters. And I wrote a letter to World Services, um, an affidavit saying that I was changing the name, not, not to be deceived, or to hide from anything, but just to basically clarify the difference between myself and the corporation. And then I had asked David uh, when I when I called him initially, I said, you know the difference, right, between the, the, the corporate corporation that's named after you and, and you, you know the difference, right? And you know, oh, yeah, yeah, we know all about that. So I, I said, that's what I want to do. I want to actually change the letters in my name. Uh, in order to to you know clarify a difference and and that's what I did and I sent him an affidavit and uh, you know got got my world passport changed my name and, and officially Vin, I'm, I'm Vincent Edward DeLuca but they're charging me as Vince Edwards they're charging me as Vincent Edwards uh, on one case and then as Vincent Edwards on another one so they they've basically invented a name. Since they can't charge me, I don't. I'm pretty sure they can't charge me as Vincent Edward DeLuca because that's my world passport private private individual name. 
so what they're doing is, and, and I brought that up multiple times in court too. I'm not Vince Edwards. I, I'm not Vince Edwards. I, I did that may, uh, a few times when I was dragged in there and shackled. And I'm like, why are you charging me as, as Vince Edwards? I'm, I'm not Vince Edwards, you know? And, you know, basically challenging them to charge, to charge me as my passport name. And it seems to me it'd be pretty easy, right? If it was just like, I'm the guy that committed a crime, right? You're the guy that committed a crime. It has nothing to do with what your name is, right? So we'll just change the name on the, on the, on the court documents. No problem. We made a mistake, right? So why don't they just change the name? Well, they never do. They, they never have. And they just kind of somehow find a way to just get around that every time that I bring it up in court. Oh, so this, uh, so this Vince Edwards, it's almost like they used your two first names. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, I I call myself Vince Edwards. I I call, I call myself Vince Edwards. Uh, that's oh, that's what I go by. And on the talk show, it's Vince Vince Edwards. That's what I that's what I've used for wow. a while. But my my actual awful name is Vincent Edward DeLuca. So is is and there, that, is that's there, why. I, go like ahead. What, what's the actual charge? What's what's uh, the, uh, the the first line? Yeah. What's the what? What's the debt they wish to heap upon you? Oh, the debt. The charge, to heap charge literally upon means saying you owe a debt. So what? What? What's the charge? Yes, I know. Right. The charge is uh, intent to influence a public servant, and it's a class four felony in Colorado. Um, I believe I don't. I, I don't want to uh, say it wrong. It's three hundred eight something. It's it's titled. 16, title 18, or something like that. But uh, who cares? Um, yeah, that's got me charged on there. And then, and then, yes, I know they're not actually charging me the the physical, uh, you know, being. Uh, they're just charging something that they created. So my my assumption is that they created Vincent Edwards, and 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 now they're they're charging Vincent Edwards with it. Uh, they're charging you is what they're doing. They're not charging that my, me, me, me. charging you. They're they're what they're doing is saying you're liable for this guy that we say that you act as. Right? So they bind you to that name. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so there's no victim, no crime. Right. Okay. Yep. That's interesting. So uh you so you showed them your world health or your world uh government Citizen passport? I showed them my passport four times since I moved here, uh, but unfortunately I did not have it on me when I got arrested, um, and so I was not able to ever bring it into court. Uh, but I did just get my new passport. And by the way, it cost me 190 bucks uh, with, with, with the visas, um, with the visa on it. And uh, pretty decent, pretty good deal. And uh, it, was, it was done pretty quickly, too. Uh, for me, I might have just been because it was me. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but normally you got to pay an extra 75 bucks to get it expedited. So, um, oh, wow. I was not able to bring that into court. So, um, there, there are a couple things I could do. I could do an affidavit of status. Um, there's also what I looked up is, uh, I could actually register the trade name Vincent Edwards, uh, in any derivative. 
and uh, basically walk into court and say that's that, that that's my business. Um, you know, where's where's the contract? Did you ever uh, you ever drop a letter off to the guy or girl that's operating as the or acting as the prosecutor, and asked him what uh, what these um, codes have to do with uh, with with you? No, like I'd write him a letter and say, hey, you know, what do your codes have to do with I? You know, and drop him that letter. Um, I would bet that, that I would not even get a response. Probably not, but you stand in court and say, hey, man, yep. did the court not receive my notice? Did the court not receive my letter? Right? And stand on it. I got a question right. here. Now, what do these codes have to right. do with I? Because no. mm-hmm. I bet you in the law, uh, if you if you look at the legislation that, that the codes are written under, it probably has to do with something to do with citizens uh, and da-da-da-da-da, right? probably has nothing to do mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. With Vince Edwards. Uh, uh, well, you know, I can't. Yeah, they they just pretty much just just railroad over that any anything like that. Um, it just it gets ignored. Uh, it, it, you know, uh, I get wordsmith. Um, it, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say there's no way out uh, like that. Um, and again, I'm I, I'm I'm probably maybe I'm making some mistakes when I get in there. You know, uh, maybe I'm running my mouth too much. You know. Well, it depends which court you're in too. Like if you're if you're in a, say, a, a statutory court or administrative court, and they are different. Um, a man has no voice there. What right? is the difference? They they can't hear well, you. What is they, the difference? Well, a statutory court, like like our original courts, our courts of inherent jurisdiction are a third branch of government, right? That works for us, okay? And it's supposed to be common law. That's yeah, that's your inherent court of jurisdiction. Let's call it the people's court, right? Mm-hmm. Then legislatively, they may have made up a statute for any person's acting within a certain uh, certain box, certain uh, boundaries, and so they they wrote up a, a statutory or legislation to how they're to conduct themselves when they act this way to keep the public safe, right? You know, so doing mm-hmm. their due diligence. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a statutory court, the statute may apply, may not apply to you, right? That's like I hear you guys going about traveling and drivers. You know, one is one is commerce on the road, and one is a guy going from point A to point B. And a lot of people do have problem getting it across to the court that you know this jurisdiction doesn't apply. And this is why Carl used to tell you guys about claim of cognizance. A claim of cognizance is just basically, and and other guys have done this to, to basically evoke. Let me just stop for a second. I got to stop you for one second and just ask you: right. Have you done any of this in court? Have you gone yeah. in there and and dealt with the judge yes, and, and have, said, sir. "Hey, leave me alone," and walked out? Yeah, it wasn't that. Hey, it's very simple, but it's not fucking easy. And yes, I have, and I've been on the twelfth okay. floor of the biggest courthouse in North America with guys in wigs. So, which is pretty funny. I had the assistant attorney general of the province put on me to take care of this fucking free man. So, yeah, 10 years in court. In fact, I was just up in Williams Lake here, a small city north of me, about 10 hours north, with an Indian fella. And he got Mm -hmm. a discharge. This was last month. So he knew Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. He doesn't know anything about the law. He thought he knew English. 
and uh, he's just a simple Indian fellow, North American Indian. And so I went up mm-hmm. there, and, and uh, he put one notice in with the prosecutor, uh, hand-delivered it, and then the prosecutor was willing to uh, uh, give him a discharge. And actually, he said one sentence in court. And the judge, because he was in a court of inherent jurisdiction, though, he wasn't in provincial court, he wasn't in, um, you know, like U.S. Supreme Court, or he was in uh, the court in this province of our inherent jurisdiction, our common law court, and the judge flipped and started protecting him. And it didn't even last very long. And, and that prosecutor was more than willing to do whatever the judge told him and did. So, yes, no, I've seen it. And I've seen it. You know, they were they were trying to mm-hmm. put me in years. Ten years is what they were after me for. And there was no victim. Brother, I'm no. willing to listen. Uh, feel feel free to give me a call. I, I don't know if you got the number there. Um, feel free to give me a call tomorrow. If you want to shout your number out, I'm happy to give you a call at some point if you wanted to put your number out there. 250-226-6764. One more, one more time. I just got my pen. 250-226-6764. And what's your name again, brother? Sal. Sal? Al, Al King. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Al. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Your name didn't get mentioned. Yeah, Al. I'll probably give you a call. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, so... Yeah, so, uh, like so, I said, I'm, 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 I'm not a professional. I just know that you need to stand up and you need to keep fighting until they back off. And yeah. um, I'm willing to learn. And anybody that wants to teach me what I need to know, I'm all ears. It's just how you fight, right? I mean, you, you can't bring a basketball to a, a soccer match. You know, they'll throw you mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll just kick the At ball least show you. up for the game, though. So, so depending you know, on what hey, maybe court, it's... depending on which court you're in, is depending on how delay. you get your point across to the people that are that are operating. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing about all of this, and we're you know we're kissing cousins up here as far as U.S. and Canada go. It's it, we all have the same basic uh, legal heritage and law heritage. And and so we call our stuff different shit, but it's the same stuff. And um, um, yeah, if 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 you're if if somebody has brought you into into a court of a certain jurisdiction, then and it's below you, and you 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 know you can yell your head off, they're just not going to hear you, right? They can't hear you, and then they just right. uh, railroad you through and arrest you, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, a man has no voice in a statutory court. And actually, the right. the administrative court, which is the lowest court, okay, on the land, they reverse that on you. And and so if you go through an administrative court and say say they find you guilty for something, say tax court's administrative, it's not statutory. And uh, the other courts, the higher courts, don't like to, to overrule on the lower court because... Um, Usually, like an administrator, street of court specializes in something, say like tax court, and they don't have the knowledge and stuff, and so they don't like to appeal and they don't like to interfere and overturn. So 
well, yeah, if I if I get stuck in administrative courts because I volunteered, and I get the fuck out of there real quick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get to a different. Well, I, I would bet that I, I I'm I would bet that I'm in an, an administrative court. Um, I, at one point, um, I had uh, gone through a, a, a specific jurisdictional challenge um, where I actually put into the into this discovery. Um, whether or not the Constitution had been suspended, whether or not um, we because the, there's only two jurisdictions that I can be criminally charged under, which I can be charged under admiralty jurisdiction or common law. And in order to be charged under admiralty jurisdiction, there needs to be an international merchant contract. Um, and basically, uh, she answered the question uh, cryptically. She said, uh, this court can only operate under the common law um, uh, and is bound by the constitutions of Colorado and the federal constitution. Now, what she didn't say is whether or not it was operating under common law. And so, therefore, when, when the, the next time I was in there, I said to her, I said, you know, you didn't answer this question. My question was, is, is this a common law jurisdiction? And then she tried to, you know, basically, you know, beat around the bush. And then I literally cut her off and I, and I was interrogating the judge that day. And I said, listen, this is a real simple yes or no question. I don't know why you have to, you know, play around and wordsmith me. Are we in a common law jurisdiction? Yes or no. And then basically she started trying to bullshit me again. And, uh, you know, uh, that, that was the end of that. So she, she, she wouldn't, it's been, it's made very evident and on on the record you know the transcripts will show that this is not a common law jurisdiction and i'm i'm definitely being charged in an admiralty jurisdiction without what, contract what, what state are you in what, <laughs> what state are you in that's a bad question okay. uh, state which of state are you at <laughs> the, the uh the, the, it's, it's you know it's funny because people say states but there's no states they're just corporations you know but it's the the, the, well, the state of the Colorado state. corporation. Yeah. Okay. That's but, the, oh, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, state of Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what. Geographically state. speaking, I'm in Colorado State. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just curious. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's yeah. like I know in California. But that means, yeah, if people don't know. I think almost probably everybody on this call knows what I just said, but, but just for people that don't understand what I'm saying, state of Colorado is, is an incorporated entity. Uh, Colorado state is the, the actual geographic location that, that you happen to be in. Yeah. It's the people. Yeah. The people. It's just the place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, it'd just be interesting. Right. Thanks for your feedback. Great. Good stuff. Hey, man. you know, it sounds like you might be in the right jurisdiction. Because um, the other thing too is when you when you are in a court of inherent jurisdiction, they see like everybody in the courtroom has an oath to the court. The court belongs to who's ever moving mm-hmm. the court, right? And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, the judge will test the guy out if you say, "Hey, man, you you know, challenge jurisdiction, whatever." The judge will test you out because they have a duty to. They have to, right? But you can flip the judge, and I've seen the judges flip, and it's great. It's like poetry when this happens. 
because once they know they got a man before the court, then they have to protect this man and his property. And your rights are your property. So that's it's it's really mm-hmm. cool when that happens. And it sounds like you might be in the right. You just uh, haven't put up the good right. You know, haven't got your point across yet. That's all. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to fine tune my point with your assistance, sir. Oh well, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help. I do this kind of halfway right. most time. Well, well, I've definitely got the resolve, the fortitude, the determination, um, and all that, and just maybe lack a little bit of the knowledge, you know, and and I want to be able to get the knowledge so that I can teach many other people how to stand up for their rights. Well, if I'm helping somebody out, the first thing I, I, I ask them these days is, did you ask whose court is this, right? And people just assume it's. It's the it's this court, that court, that court, because sometimes, sometimes maybe not in your case, the way you're you know with your world citizen and all that, but sometimes if if they have a citizen in their court, what they'll do is they'll hold court on your behalf, and they'll make it your court, mm-hmm. right? And they're doing it as mm-hmm. a benefit for one of their citizens. So that's that's one trick that I learned from these uh, these legal popes here and. And uh, I, I ask straight out, whose court is this? And if they tell me it's the state court, it's or it's the prosecutor's court, or if it's the crown court, then I know where I'm at. And if they say it's my court, then immediately I say, well, I, I require all the discharge, or I order the court to discharge all charges. Well, why would they say it's your court? Have they ever done that? Sometimes, no, yeah, not to me, but uh, people I know. And uh, sometimes, if if they may be holding court for your benefit as your public servants, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Just just like, a, like they hold different kinds of court in the same case is what you're saying? Well, here's a simple example. Uh, you know, everybody deals with the, these income tax folks, right? So they, they have a trick, uh-huh. and they say, hey, we did an assessment on you, and if you don't agree with the assessment, you can petition. And the minute you petition right. uh, income tax folks, you are now moving the court. This is now your court. This court. All right? So a poor, these poor folks, they go in there to defend themselves and don't understand they're the prosecutor. For, for, there was, mm-hmm. There's a guy not far from me. He lives four or five hours from me north of you. And, uh, and um, they were after him. He petitioned the court. They wanted 360000 bucks out of him. And this is uh, a few months ago. So I said, okay, you went and petitioned. This is your court. Now we're going to write write him a letter asking him to forgive you because you're in error, <laughs> right? And if you owe anybody for their time and effort at, at this court, that you'd be more than willing to settle, just send you a bill and you'll take care of it. And the Department of Justice sent him a letter within 30 days that says, we, uh, the Department of Justice does not consider you owe anything. And that was the end of the court. And this was on his appeal. Now, I helped this guy out before, and I didn't realize he went and petitioned. He got all embarrassed that he went and petitioned because he knew better. And so he didn't tell me what he did until he got into real hot water. And so read on the appeal, and that was it, and that was the end of it. The income tax went away, 360 grand. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was uh-huh. just a few months. He, he did it in January. The appeal was getting denied in April. I wrote the letter for him and to the Department of Justice, and then, boom, it was done. 
was done by the sometime in early. Awesome, May. man. Yeah. Awesome, yeah, but, man. This is my example of where they're holding court. You're holding court, you know? And I always ask, whose court mm-hmm. is this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just learned that, you know, I very, learned that the hard Very interesting stuff. <clears throat> I've, I've learned a few hard lessons in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Well, the only know, way you're going to learn is to, to, to stand up and, 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 and yell for help if you need it. <laughs> Amen. You know? Yeah. Stand. And only a man can stand. Nobody else has standing at court. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Straight. No prosecutor has standing. No victim has standing. Only a man has standing. Um, so I mm-hmm. like. I like. You know. Yeah. Okay. It'll be interesting. Just give me a call and uh, be kind of cool to see where you're at. You got it. We'll do, man. I'll probably give hey, you a call hey. tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. I got hey, your hey. number written down right here on my desk. Yep. Afternoon's probably best. Okay. We're on we're on the same time factor. All right. Okay. All right. Will do. Thank you very much. Hey, man. Alan. Have a great night. That's cool. You too. All right. Next up is oh, Bob T in Colorado again. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, okay. Can you hear me? There you are. Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Um, 213, area code, Angela. Um, what? 213, you know, I put in 719 on the Believe chat. Believe giving you Eloy's number. From the, from the chat, that's Colorado Springs. But back in the day when I was in your neighborhood, I was 213. I was down oh, okay. in... You know what I'm saying? And I know where both you guys are at, and I enjoyed the call. And I'm sorry I forgot my question because I've been on mute for a long time. So, but I did. Well, thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, We're going to move too. on. Thanks, and, um, thank you. Please, those you guys get a hold of me and Angela. You have my number? Who, me? I, yeah. I didn't even get your number. You got my number. Yeah. Nope. I, I don't have my number. Out number out you know, right? No, not really. No, don't give it out because uh, you're going to have a bunch of people call you. I know. All right. got to move on, Bob. Thanks okay, so much. Bob. Have a Thank good night. Thank you so much. I love you. Have you Thanks too. Thank you again, Bob. Love you too. Okay. Next up is I, no, I'm not even going to unmute that one because I don't like his username. It's 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 not nice. I don't even want to say you can't it. Mention it. No, and then the South Texas one. You know that one. Every time I unmute South Texas, it's a prank. So let's just call it a night. What do you say? It's been two hours. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Unless you want to unmute South. Uh, what is it? South Texas. You want me to? No, you don't want me to. Okay, I'll unmute South Texas. Go ahead, South Texas. Yeah, let's You've do been it. unmuted. Hello? You there? Hello? Okay, well, Hello? That's... Yo. Go ahead. You're live. 
do it now, man, or don't do it. It's a prank. It's bullshit. That's why I don't uh-huh. even want to okay. do it. And then uh, that right one, on. I'm not even going to answer. I don't like his username. I'm not going to repeat it. It's, it's offensive. Okay, right. Jerry71. Go ahead, Jerry71. You've been unmuted. Hi, Angela. Go ahead, Jerry71. Hey, Jerry. Hi. Hi, Angela. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Hi. Yeah, we can Hi. hear you. Uh, I only have one short thing, and I think it was John, Paul John Hansen that said this, and I don't know what uh, stage Vincent's at, but if he hasn't entered a plea, usually they ask you, how do you plea, guilty or not guilty? And whoever it was that said it said, well, I'd like to make my plea yes, and uh, instead of saying one of those two, you just plead innocent. And uh, I don't know if it did any good or not, but it's just something to think about, I guess. That's all I have. Okay. Thank you so much. Sure. Something to think yeah, about. I, got a, I, got, I actually got a comment on that. Go ahead. Uh, I did. I did. Uh, I don't uh, plead innocent. It's not actually a plea. Um, they, they basically, if they're going to ask you how you plead, then you say, I'm innocent. I, I'm not, I'm not going to plead anything. Because I'm innocent. Okay. I don't, I don't need to beg you for nothing, basically. Gotcha. And, and and if you look in Black's Law Dictionary, you look at plead. Plead means to beg. Yeah. So. It is. It's begging. When yeah. you plead with someone, you're begging. It's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Begging them, please you be You've got to learn the words. Me. Yeah, the meaning of the words are so important. Yeah. Yeah, we've oh. been taught all these contract words in public school. Yeah. You know, so you just walk around contracting all our adult lives, and we don't even know it. So when do you go to court again? Um, my next court date is November 29th. Um, I've got the court, uh, the, the trials pushed out to um, March and April is when the trials are. Uh, the sheriff election is... November of 2018, um, we can win. We can win this thing if people want to want to free a county and have a beachhead in this country, and and basically just you know you won't have to do any of this BS in court. All you got to do is just move, you know, and uh, then we can free other counties one one at a time. You know, like they get, they got the free state project right, but yeah. why 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 bite off such a huge chunk, you know? And where then you have to turn over all these legislators and then you have to turn over the governor. And, you know, I mean, that's a big job. Why, why not have a free county project? So that's yeah. kind of like my proposal to all the talk shoe users out there is let's let's do a free county project. Maybe we should have started with that, you know, because as far as I know, last time I checked, New Hampshire is, is not a free state yet. <laughs> and they've yeah. been working on that one for quite a while, yeah. you know going to be a while oh it's a whole generational thing you know it, it takes a, a oh, generation yeah. to change none of this yeah. stuff happens but, overnight but it, unless you're the banking cartel yeah. and you got tons of money but, but but this can be done just about overnight just just put me in a sheriff and i'll prove it that that's that's my commitment to the people uh, make me a sheriff give me that power to be able to do what the sheriff can do um, and literally, I will I will radically uh, restore the Constitution in this county, and people are are going to want to move here. Uh, I mean, and and then and then counties 
surrounding this county will become ghost towns. And then all those other counties are going to either have to, you know, basically follow suit or, you know, all of those government officials aren't going to get any tax dollars, you know? So, and then, but the, but the thing is they're not going to get any tax dollars in the common law system either because private property taxes, that, that's not something that's, that's lawful. That's, that's a private contract thing. And, um, I don't know if, uh, people, you know, you've had Rob Ryder on the call before, um, who did this stuff with the acknowledgement and the fact that these, the, the attorneys are not completing the sale. They're, they're basically handing you evidence of, of abandoned property. Your, your warranty deed only has one signature on it. So you're sitting there with evidence of abandoned property. Well, who manages abandoned property? The county, the state, whatever, right? So, in order to complete the agreement, then you do the acknowledgement and now it's your property and now you own the property and then you don't have to pay property tax, which is actually supposed to be rent collected for the owner that, that the county is charging is, is basically what property tax is. Okay. All right, Jerry, thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Well, we're seven minutes over the two-hour mark, so um, it doesn't matter to me if you want to. If you're tired, you want to uh, call it a night. That's fine. If, if anybody oh. out there has any more advice, um, if they want to hit me with a phone number, um, they want to give me a call, uh, whatever. I'm you know. You want me to give you give out your phone number again? Go ahead. Sure. Okay. Yeah, the number um, when 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 we hang up, feel free. I'm a little bit of a night owl. Seven one nine four eight zero twenty one twenty seven, and then uh, it's a little easier to add me to Skype uh, because I have to go upstairs and answer that phone. So uh, if you add me to Skype, Vincible World, Vince Abel, as in Kane and Abel, Vince Abel World. Also in the Skype. chat. So. All right, yep. great. Well, thank you so much, Vince. It's been a quick two hours. It went quick. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on again, Angela. I really appreciate oh, yeah. it. And, and you need to come on again. And, and you have to come on again and give us an update after you go to court and okay. let us know what's going on. Okay. Well, feel free to schedule me up, and uh, you know we'll do that. All right. Let me just say that. Uh, what do we have coming on next Thursday? We have, uh, we have, uh, oh, Rich Iverson will be on next Thursday. And then on the 2nd of uh, uh, November, we have uh, Paul John Hansen. God, it's so yeah, sounds in, like I got to listen to that call from last week. Yeah, and then we have, uh, let's see, on November the, uh, the 9th, Mark Fishman. And then on the 16th, I have Sam Davis and Bob Locke scheduled, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I, uh, Sam Davis had a little fall. I guess he fell off a trimming a tree or something. And um, hmm. then he suffered a mild stroke, I believe. And so he's okay. He just having. I don't know if he's going to be on by then, by the 16th. But I hope he is. I hope he gets better real quick. And then Thanksgiving Day, we have uh, Craig Kirk. And then on the 30th of November, we, oh, gosh, it's not confirmed yet, but we might have a, uh, a roundtable discussion with Bob Locke, Ken Dost, 
and Anna von Wright. And then on cool. November 7th... Maybe I should get in on a roundtable discussion. I don't know. I'm booked all the way through December 4th. That, that'll be the day after my court date on wait, November wait. 30th. Oh, well, I've got uh, David Merrill, uh, but it's not confirmed, scheduled for the 14th of December. And, um, well, it's way too many people. You're booked out. Solid. <laughs> I'm booked solid till December, <laughs> through December. Business is, business is booming. Well, it's not really business. Nobody gives me anything for it. I don't. I do this for free. It's your, it's your business. Well, hopefully yep. you guys will feel led to make a donation that would be nice yeah make a donation it. to angela <laughs> let me but, tell you guys you know, it's not I, mandatory. I, let me just say this so people know out there okay I, i've been on your call now three times i've been on with ernest hancock uh three or four times uh-huh. uh i was on with uh let's see james evan Pilato once um i i, I have not been I, I basically maybe been donated a couple hundred bucks in from all of that everything so i would I would bet that you're probably not getting rich. You know, you're not getting kind of going. <laughs> and and I, from it. people don't understand, man. Yeah, you've got hundreds and sometimes thousands of people on this call, and not one of them ponies up to die. So um, please, guys, hit that donate link on Angela's talk show page, and uh, you know, at my you know myprivateaudio.com. Right? Is that what it is? That's it. Myprivateaudio.com. Uh, my, Thank you very much for that. <laughs> do you take Bitcoin? Do you do you accept Bitcoin? No, I don't do Bitcoin. No, I take PayPal. Why? I don't understand oh, it. God. I don't know. I don't. Oh I don't my God! Understand you have to it take yet. Bitcoin. I can uh, set you up. Well, I mean, if you want to give me some Bitcoins, I'll take them. I just don't know where to hold them. I mean, is you it just, something? You, it's not physical money, right? Wallet. No, you download you the download wallet. You download the wallet. Okay. And then you, you give them the address to send it, and then you post the little address on your web page. Yep. Okay. This right. is something, Angela, you really need to know about because I I, I actually predicted back in 2008 or seven hmm. or no, 2009 when it first came out. Um, I've got a YouTube up when it was 78 cents per Bitcoin, and I and I told everybody this, this is oh. the this the this the future. This so are you a multimillionaire to... now? No, I didn't take my own advice, unfortunately. Oh. But Bitcoin now at now now at five thousand seven hundred dollars. I know for one. So, you know, imagine if you had taken my advice back then and bought like a hundred Bitcoin. Well, I don't yeah. understand it. You know, I don't jump in. You know, with both feet to things I don't understand. So I guess maybe I should have taken the time to, to look into it. You know, and, and yeah. understand it. Here's the thing about Bitcoin, and everybody on this call really should know about Bitcoin because the the banking system is 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 basically what powers the court system. You know what I'm saying? And if we take yeah. out the bankers, then the courts would would you know follow suit. So Bitcoin um, is a decentralized. Bitcoin basically operates using a blockchain. Okay, when you go to your bank, all right, there's like one master copy of your account. And then all of the satellite banks then get a copy of that master copy. And and basically, if somebody was to go and edit the master copy and then steal hundreds of dollars from you, um, if you had it, then uh, you wouldn't ever be able to prove it because it's that one master copy that got edited, right? So 
what happens with with Bitcoin and blockchain? Basically, the the the, the genius is blockchain technology. Okay. Now, yeah. what that is is that the uh, the ledger, okay, of all of the transactions is actually downloaded onto everybody's computer. You you actually download the ledger for every single um, transaction that's been made, uh, like for all time, depending on what wallet you're using. Um, sometimes you can use a web wallet that doesn't take as long or something like that if you have a slow computer. Um, but the, the, the point is, is that there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of copies on computers everywhere of every single transaction that's ever been made, which right. means that you can't, you can't, uh, edit it. You can't like go and, and print some, print some money out of thin air or anything like that because uh, that then it won't jive with the rest of the system, with the rest of the nodes on the network. So it, it's a it's a really like a, a almost fraud proof system uh, of of exchanging of, of basically creating a currency and and, and uh, exchanging it globally electronically over the internet peer to peer decentralized. Um, and then if you go to CoinMarketCap.com, okay. Uh, I believe uh, we're talking about something like eight to ten billion dollars wow. per day is exchanged in virtual currency right now globally. Wow. So that's a that's a lot of money to not want to. Yeah, wanna but you know what? The, the only thing I don't like about it is it's all being tracked. It's like a credit card. Uh, I mean, it's well, good it's in a way because it's not to do with the Federal Reserve. They're yep. completely out of the picture, right? PayPal is tracked. All your banking stuff is is, uh, right, is yeah. Right. They're not the Federal Reserve. They, they're all and then at CoinMarketCap.com they they have a listing of all the virtual currencies. There's over 600 different virtual currencies. They, they all have different features. Wow. Um, some of them have more privacy than others. Um, Bitcoin generally, um, you know, every transaction is logged, but the addresses are anonymous. The only way that somebody's going to know that that's your address is if they see it on your website. Um, and then basically when you send money to somebody else, they don't, they don't know, they don't even know who sent it to them. They literally don't even know who sent it to them. Wow. Unless, unless you, know, you send them a message and say, yeah, I sent, I sent you $53.19 and, you know, and as proof, you know, I, you knew how much it was, $53.19. Um, so, yeah, it's if you just go to Bitcoin uh, dot org, they, they do a really good explanation of of how Bitcoin works and everything yeah. like that. And um, th out. this is the future of money. Uh, there's if anybody uh, the wants Trump to send me a Bitcoin, I will take it gladly. <laughs> uh, just give me a chance to download the wallet, and we can go download there. the wallet. Your address up <laughs> on the page. Yep, yep. And there's a lot of rich Bitcoiners now, man, because. You know, the, the I know. Is, look, Somebody bought a Tesla car with the Bitcoins, and they sold it to them. So yep. Yep. this goes to show there's, you. Uh, oh, and there's there's two websites you can check out. You can go to gyfd.com. That's gift.com. And then there's also egifter.com. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any other websites, but those two websites sell gift cards. Um, and you can buy the gift cards with Bitcoin. All right. Oh. And with you can actually even get a Walmart gift card. Okay, with Bitcoin. But that's the one thing that you can't yeah, you can get Walmart, you can get Best Buy, you can get Amazon, you can do 
uh, you know, uh, Applebee's. There's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of retailers that are now uh, basically taking these these gift cards um, that are sold by uh, gift and gifter. Okay. Um, and you just go onto the site, you buy, you buy the card, and uh, then you go and spend it just like it's a it's a debit card. Very good. All right, yep. Vince Edwards. Is so your name is is your name really Deluca or no? Yeah, the the, the my last name is Deluca. Yeah. Used to be it's engaged to a guy Deluca. named Joe Deluca. Weird. Okay. Well, it's the twentieth most popular name in uh, in Italy when I when I was. Uh, Thinking up a name, that's what I did. Is I, I checked out the, the most popular names, the most popular Italian last names. Oh, and, there's and a lot of them of in the Rhode Island too. Italian name. Yeah, so I wanted one that was that was going to be you know uh, fairly uh, you know uh, I'm, I'm losing I can't think of the word Acceptable. for it. Acceptable. Innocuous, innocuous, or oh, whatever. Innocuous. Innocuous. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was in my uh, halfway in my. Brain. So I spit it out. Um, okay, Angela. Yeah, All right, Vince. We'll have to do it again. I'll book you next year, probably. Okay. All right. Or if you want to be on that roundtable on November 30th, I'm happy to do Well, everybody will be able to participate, you know, that calls in. But uh, I, three people on a roundtable is probably going to be as many as we can handle because uh, okay. then it gets to be argumentative. And uh, everybody's oh, really? got different okay. points of view. Well, I, I just, I don't know. We'll see. You know, first of all, let's have it happen first. And I am not we'll... argumentative. No, I didn't say you were. I mean, but no, when you no, get when you get um, three more, three I'm people or more on a table, I mean, you know, it's in a discussion. You might have uh, locking horns and things like that. And I don't want to do that. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope it happens. Bob Locke said he's going to make it, try to make it happen, so we'll see. Hope it does. Right. The last time I spoke with him, he was in Alaska with Anna Von Rice and um, uh, uh, Ken Dost. So they're there. Hopefully they're working things out for the rest of us to benefit from. <laughs> as you, right. they probably are. All right, Vince, thanks so much. It's been fun, and it went by really quickly. Thank you, everybody. Um, I ran off uh, who the upcoming guests are, so we're booked solid till the first of the year, yeah. probably. And um, the beat goes on, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> All right, good night, everyone. Have a great time uh, this weekend. Stay, you know, dry or cool. Or in our case here in California, it's going to be in the th out triple digits. <laughs> Stay out of jail, definitely. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. All right. But if you have to go to jail, I support you. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.